Adam Crowley. Come with me, and you'll see. It's a world filled with all the meat that you want. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. In addition to the knowledge that we're going to pass along about these teams, these countries, pardon me, we should pass along some knowledge about the teams. And what that means is I will Google the teams and tell you the things that I find out about Uruguay. Did I nail it that time? That was really good. Yeah. They're sixth in CBSSports.com's power rankings for teams that have a chance to bring home the World Cup trophy. And their worst-case scenario is out in the round of 16. Meanwhile... The other team in their group, Saudi Arabia. Their best case scenario is getting one draw, and their worst case scenario is losing every match and scoring no goals. God only knows what would happen to those people if they don't score any goals and get shut out in every game and lose them all. 4129 is the number to call. We're going to teach you more about Russia in about 40 minutes or so. We're going to hear from pro football commenter, PFT commenter, in 19 minutes here on the Crowley Show. First time he'll be on the program. Looking forward to that. The Capitals have what the Penguins had, and they have what the Penguins need. That's right. In fact, I think we could just stop the segment there. You know what I'm talking about, right? Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Devontae smith pelly has got five goals for the Capitals in the playoffs. Brett Connolly was a first-round pick who never really worked out in Boston. Chandler Stevenson was waived and not picked up by any teams and was able to stay with Washington. Michael Kempney was a healthy scratch for half the season in Chicago before coming to Washington to bolster their blue line. Kristen Juice is a seventh-round pick. They lost Nate Schmidt, Justin Williams, and Marcus Johansson. Smith, Pelly, Juice, and Stevenson all make the league minimum. Chiasson makes 10000 more than the minimum. I don't know how you fight for that salary. Ah, he's 10K better than these guys. Kempney makes less than half a million per year. Connolly makes about a mil and a half. When the Penguins won the Cup in 2016, Connor Sherry, Matt Cullen, Brian Russ, Tom Kuhnhockle all made big-time impacts, but all made big-time impacts on the cheap. Last year, Jake Gensel was that guy who was able to put the puck in the net for an inexpensive price. The Penguins got nothing out of their fourth line this postseason. Third line wasn't great either. Next year, the Penguins are hoping that Broussard can be the Lars Eller and that they can fill in the pieces around the Stars to become facsimiles of what the Capitals' bottom six has become this year. Sprong should help with depth, as will a healthy Zach Aston Reese and Riley Shan. Not a lot of money tied up in those guys. And my hope is that Rust, although he will have to command a little bit of a raise this offseason, will play on that fourth line. Maybe with Zach Aston Reese and Riley Shan. That means Sprong would have to play in the top six. Maybe Kessel rounds out the top six. Maybe they get a top nine player for Phil and then have Sprong take his place. Either way, cheap depth helps win the cup. Max Talbot is a perfect example. Ruslan Fedotenko is a perfect example. Brian Rust on the fourth line could help fix what was a big problem for the Penguins this playoff. A huge problem for the Penguins this playoff. Think about all the goals the Penguins scored. It was Crosby, Gensel, sometimes Hornquist. That's really it. That's where the production came from. And for all of the talk about Alexander Ovechkin in his career and how he struggled in the playoffs, it's just not true. Ovechkin is fourth all-time in terms of current players 
on the goal scoring list in the playoffs. He has produced. He has scored goals. The Penguins, their top line scored goals this year. But you need help. Ovechkin has not had success in the playoffs from a winning standpoint until this year when he was getting a lot of help. Devontae smith Pelly's just a guy. That's a fourth liner who scored five goals. That helps. Look at what Vegas is doing right now with their fourth line. Again, they scored a goal the other night. Now, Braden Holpe gave the puck away, but you get my point. Crosby's going to put up in the playoffs because that's what he does. Malkin's going to score in the playoffs when he's healthy because that's what he does. But you need others to step in around them or you effed. If you've only got one line of production, you're done. That's it. You're not going to be playing anymore. And it was a big problem for the Penguins after 2009 was what can they get from their depth? They had guys like Brian Gibbons skating on the first line with Sidney Crosby. Their depth was ass. And going into the playoffs this year, I liked their structure. I thought that they had a deep roster, but injuries wind up affecting things. And then it is a short sample size in a short series. And if guys don't put up, well, then you're in trouble and guys didn't put up. But if Phil Kessel's healthy or playing better, then you've got scoring on the third line. If Broussard is healthy, then you've got some scoring in the bottom six. If Brian Rust is down there as opposed to playing in the top six, you've got some scoring punch there. The Penguins desperately need to add, I think, another forward. They need to push Brian Rust down to the fourth line. And then we're talking about a team that is Stanley Cup capable. And you hope that you can add another forward after that so that you've got some depth to play around if somebody were to go down with an injury. 412-922-2874. PFT commenter will be joining us in about 14 minutes here on the Crowley Show. You never know when a window is going to close. And you never know how long a window is going to be open. Caps were supposed to be done after losing Johansson. They were supposed to be done after they lost Williams and Nate Schmidt has turned into a tremendous hockey player in this league. But they're two wins away from a championship. Everyone thought the Penguins' dynasty would take off after 2009. What happened? It was seven more years, if math's not failing me, until they won their next Stanley Cup. The dynasty eventually happened. The Penguins have won three championships in the Crosby era. That's pretty darn good in a salary cap era. I think that that qualifies for a modern-day dynasty. If you want to fight me on it, fine. I don't care that much. But, hey, they've won three championships. You really can't ask for more than that. You're always hoping for one when you've got a superstar player. The Capitals have been asking for one from Alexander Ovechkin. Everything you get after that to me is gravy. Lemieux only won twice, and I say only, but he won twice. So when Crosby won two, you got to be feeling pretty happy about it. When Crosby wins three with the supporting cast, you got to feel really darn good about it. So they eventually got there, but they didn't get there in accordance with the timeline that we all thought that they would. Peyton Manning didn't win his second championship until his last year in the National Football League. You think about the Seattle Seahawks when the interception was thrown instead of giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch. A lot of people said in the aftermath, well, they'll get another opportunity. You never know. If you're going to get another opportunity. Now the Steelers will get another shot or two with Ben Roethlisberger. You don't know that. Ah, the Atlanta Falcons, well, they blew this lead. They'll be back. They had a historically great offense. You just don't know. You just don't know. And it goes back to what I was saying in the first segment of the show. We prognosticate. We are weathermen 
who are talking about sports. That's all it is. We say what we think's going to happen. We've got less scientific data backing us up than they do. They can at least read a high-pressure system coming in and meet a cold front, whatever the hell. They know what they're talking about. We know what we're talking about. But I think sports is more unpredictive than the weather. So for anybody out there to say, well, the Capitals, they're going to have a dynasty. Well, this is their shot now. And maybe they can finally achieve the status they were supposed to reach if they win one this year. And then who knows where they go after this. It doesn't look like Ovechkin's slowing down. Kuznetsov, if Ovechkin does slow down, is more than capable of being a number one player on that team. On a lot of teams. It just shows to go, yeah, we don't know what the bleep we're talking about. We don't. We don't. We don't. We don't. When the Penguins won in 2009... I was a young hockey fan. I was just graduating high school, and I thought to myself, this is going to be an every-year occurrence. We damn parades all the time. Be doing shots in my garage. My dad caught us, me and my friends, celebrating in the garage after the Penguins won. Told me we shot our last bleep. But maybe he was talking about the Penguins for a little while there. And you just think it's going to be easy. You think it's every year. You think your team is the team that's destined for it, and that's just not the case. Every team has to get through other teams that think they're the team. The Penguins are supposed to be the team. Well, Chicago's won three championships in their time. The Kings have won two championships in their time. Boston has won one and gone to two. Whoever wins it this year will have won it during the quote-unquote Penguins time. Just cherish your championships, man. These Penguins might not ever win again. I know Rob Rossi came on the show when we were at CC's out in Wexford. Feels like forever ago now, prior to the playoffs even starting. And he said, if the Penguins don't win the Stanley Cup this year, they're going to win it next year. If they bow out early, they're going to be rested. They're going to win the Stanley Cup in two years. And I don't think that that's the healthiest way of looking at sports. Nobody's guaranteed anything. I'm never going to see West Virginia football or basketball win a championship in my lifetime. It's never going to happen. It's just not. Even Penn State fans, you're probably not going to see your team win a football championship. It's probably not going to happen. Ohio State fans, eh, you're probably going to happen. But you just don't know. You don't know. And every sports fan expects their team eventually to get a turn. And that's not the way it works. It's not Kennywood. You don't walk through line and pay your dues and eventually it happens for you. Hell no. Chicago Cubs fans had entire generations of people die before their team won a championship again. Red Sox fans, Indians fans, whenever they do eventually win one, same thing. White Sox fans, we're not guaranteed anything. You're not guaranteed tomorrow, but if we all live to our expected Lifespan, which is 78.267, I looked up today because I'm looking at countries. We might not ever see one. Uh, Being a sports fan doesn't guarantee that you get to experience the championship. Being a sports fan does not mean that your favorite team gets to win whenever it's your damn turn. That's not the way it works. So christen all of the dynasties you want. This team won a championship. Can they be a dynasty? It doesn't mean Jack Bleep are the... Philadelphia Eagles going to win multiple championships now? They won one without Wentz. They've got a great team. Are they going to start winning a bunch of them with Wentz? Don't know. Nobody's supposed to win that much. Even the Patriots, who we all think win every stinking year, have won five out of 17 years. 
That's a hell of a lot, but it probably doesn't feel like as much to Patriots fans, especially when there was a 10-year gap in there. The Atlanta Braves of the 1990s were supposed to be a dynasty. They won one championship, and now they get scoffed at. The Penguins might not ever win one again. Be happy that they did. Because the next time it happens, maybe we feel like we're the Washington Capitals. Maybe we feel like it's been that long. Who knows the next time Pittsburgh's going to win a championship? I don't. You don't. Maybe it's the Steelers. You sure as bleep no one's not going to be the Pirates anytime soon. Maybe it is the Penguins. But maybe not. 412-922-2874. Coming up next, PFT commenter. I'm excited about this. Never talked to the guy before. He's a big fan of mine, I hear. Don't make that face, Tom. He's a Caps fan. It's in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Caps Golden Knights tonight. We got Capital Superfan from Barstool joining us now. He is PFT commenter. Hey, thanks for joining us today on the show, man. No problem. I'm down here in D.C. right now, and uh, the, the city is buzzing uh, with the championship just in the air. It's something that you guys probably don't know that much about, uh, winning it all, and I'm, I'm very excited to be down here and, and uh, represent the Capitals. Now, are you wearing your clutch jeans? I left the clutch jeans at home. I, uh, I, urinated and I urinated on them and lit them on fire and threw them away so they're not able to be worn anymore. Uh, they did not provide me with enough good clutch luck. But um, I'll tell you this, the, the word on the street down here is everyone's buzzing. They're saying, okay, this series is going to determine once and for all who's the GOAT. It's like the LeBron-MJ thing. Who's the greatest hockey player of all time? And I think that Ovechkin has a great chance to pass Wayne Gretzky for that with a victory tonight. So I'm very excited about that. Well, what about Kuznetsov? I feel like he's carrying the team right now. Now he's running off, off Ovi's Russian gas that leaks out of him a little bit. Ovi is pushing this team, and there's no question about it. He is the defining player of this generation. Uh, all the youngsters look up to him. He plays the game the right way, plays great defense, great passer of the puck, great facilitator, great hitter, great shooter, great scorer. He does all. There's nobody else in the, in the game in the last 20 years that even comes close. You don't think Sidney Crosby comes close? Oh, who's that? Hey, he plays in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. So, so you guys are in the finals too, though, right? Damn. PFT commenter joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, PFT, my man Tom, who got you here on the show today, uh, you, you scare him a little bit. Uh, this is a pretty big-time booking for him. I, I think he's nervous. In fact, he tells me that he said that it was going to be 45 minutes for you to uh, wait on hold before we got on the air. He meant 45 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that to me, too. Um, no, I, I'm not, listen, I'm, I'll play a little bit of ball with you guys. I, I had some fun with Pittsburgh fans uh, during the, the Penguin series and roasted you guys. And a lot of sports talk listeners in the Pittsburgh area didn't take very kindly to that. So I'm sensitive to you guys, so I'll, I'll play nicely. Well, here's the deal. I mean, we're going up against Madden, so we, we're we on your side here, I think. Uh, we're not Madden guys. I mean, I like Madden well enough, but you guys pissed him off. I don't think he gets you guys. I don't think he understands what, what you guys are doing. I don't think he understands a lot of what anybody's doing these days, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think if you're, if you're not wearing a Hawaiian shirt and talking to him over, like, six pitchers of Iron City light in a bowling alley, then you're not speaking his language. All right, well, look, let's not, let's not bring Iron City into this, okay? <laughs> uh, Do you actually nice. like Iron City light? Icy light, baby. Hell yeah. No, nah, I mean, it's okay. It's fine. 
I like beer. I, yeah, I like beer too. But I thought that I thought that was a prank that you guys were playing on everybody, selling like visitors to your city that Iron City Light is a really good beer. Because I had one sip of it and and my my chest hair fell off. You it probably really, don't like uh, Permanis either, do you? No, I like Permanis. I like making fun of Permanis, but I, I enjoy Permanis. I like uh, I'm more of a Rolling Rock guy. I'll put it that way. Yeah, Rolling Rock's fine. The Caps were supposed to be done this year, weren't they? Uh, losing Johansson, they lose Williams, they lose Nate Schmidt. Now here they are. Yeah, I mean everyone counted them out, and that's why I think that the Caps had a real shot from the from the get go. Is this was the complete opposite of every other season that we've had for like the past fifteen years, where we play very very well in the regular season, and everyone takes us on paper to win the Stanley Cup, and then you guys come in and beat us in seven or six or five games. Um, so this is this team was a little bit different. They were a little bit worse on paper, but they kind of had to dig a little bit deeper, and they became more of a team. Sometimes I think almost in spite of Barry Trotz. I, I think sometimes when the Caps play extra hard, it's just because they're saying that they are they're all like uniting against their coach a little bit. Um, but I, this is this has been a, quite a ride, and it's not a team that you expected to get this far. Uh, and the way that they did it has been pretty great too. Like going through Pittsburgh, obviously I joke around with you guys a lot, um, but. You, the, the Penguins have been the bane of my existence since I was like 10 years old watching them get beaten in the old, uh, I think that's when they called it the, uh, the U.S. Air Arena maybe or WorldCom Arena. I've just done nothing but watch the city of Pittsburgh take a dump down my throat for 20 years. So it's good to be on, on the uh, giving end of that exchange. Well, yes, yeah, so you had been taking the dump down the gullet and then you actually had to eat poop after the Penguins lost to the Capitals uh, this year in the second round of the playoffs. I actually might have to do something similar if this series goes seven games in the NBA Finals. I'm supposed to eat poop. What's that like in case I have to? I don't think I'm going to have to, but if I do, what's it What's it like? Wait, well, let's get this straight out here. What, what are the odds? You said that you'd eat poop if it went seven games? Yes, I said I believe so strongly in what's going to happen in this NBA Finals that I will eat poop if it goes seven. I think the NBA, at least that series, is fairly predictable. And, well, so far so good. But I've been sweating it, man. I don't want to eat poop. Well, the good news is since we've been talking about the NBA for 30 seconds on your Pittsburgh radio show, everyone has turned off their radios right now. So I can tell you this. (laughs) uh, Just don't eat the poop, and nobody will care. Just just, just say that you did it. and Or you can have somebody that's like 30 yards behind you with a camera, so you can't really tell whether or not the person ate the poop. And then... You say that you ate the poop, and then you get a bunch of people arguing over whether or not you ate the poop, and then that's just a ratings bonanza at that point. I feel like that would work. I don't know where I've seen that before. I feel like that that could work. PFT commenter joining us here on the Crowley Show. So you're two wins away, your caps are, from going to the championship. Have you been going to the games? Uh, this is the first game of the Stanley Cup Finals that I'm going to. I, I went to uh, Game 7 down in Tampa. I went to a game against the uh, against the Blue Jackets. Um, but this is my first Stanley Cup final game that I've ever gone to in my life. I'm pretty excited about it, and I'm already calling it. It's going to be a gentleman's sweep. I don't know if I'm jinxing it or not, um, but I'm going to jinx it. And I think that it's going to. I think the Caps are going to win tonight, and then I'm going to go out to Vegas and shove it in John Taffer's stupid face when we <laughs> beat his Golden Knights right in his Jack Daniels sweep. Does Devontae Smith Pelly know he's not supposed to be good? No, he doesn't. So don't tell him. Okay, you don't no, tell him either. Don't tell him that. It's like how uh, if you go to a zoo, the, the fences are like so short that kangaroos can jump over them, but the kangaroos just don't know that they have the ability to jump over them. So don't tell Pelly, don't tell DSP that he's bad at hockey because 
right now, whatever ruse he's telling himself, it's working. So I've got my fingers crossed. We've got some long-standing arguments that we've had here on the show. I'm going to run them all by you right now. Uh, is a series automatically a good one if a series goes seven games? Uh, yes, because it's it's more hockey and the more well, no, not necessarily because if your team's in it, then you don't want the series to last any longer than four games. I've learned this now as a Caps fan. I'm not really used to it, but um. But I, I, I've noticed that uh, playoff hockey is actually not very enjoyable when your team's in it for a long time because you just spend the entire time having a heart attack. It's ass. I actually feel a lot healthier now than I have the last two summers. Like, way healthier. Like Best I've felt in three years. Yeah, you guys should definitely uh, repeat this next year and the year after and the year after. That probably feels really, really good, so I encourage you to, to lean into that for me. Should it be final or finals? Ooh, that's, a, that's another good question. I'm, I'm told that they should drop the S, and it's just there's no plural because there's just one champion. Oh, that's pretty good. If you have two champions, you don't have one. That's an old quarterback saying in the NFL. Worst refs in sports? Worst what? Referees. Uh, worst refs in sports? Uh, I'm going to say, ooh, that's a really good question because it's so close between a couple. I, I, I still got to go with the NBA on that uh, because that was the, the league that actually had a referee get sentenced to prison for having mafia ties. And then, of course, David Stern's always, like, making the phone calls and telling them uh, to give certain fouls to certain players. I know that Adam Silver's the commissioner, but let's get real. David Stern, he's still very much calling the shots. Yeah, he's still running that shiz. Is it Actually, yeah. you know what? I want to back that up. Back it up. I'm going to go with golf because they don't, let, they don't let viewers call in with rules violations anymore. So golf used to have the best officials in sports. And now since they, they got rid of their million deputized officials of dad sitting at home on their couches with cell phones, now they just have to rely on the guys on the course. So uh, changing my answer to golf. It works for Wikipedia. Why not for golf? Uh, yeah. it, is it possible that LeBron is paying J.R. Smith so that he doesn't look like such a douche when he leaves this summer? Ooh, I like that. That's next-level stuff. Um, I think, yeah, I think anything's possible with LeBron. Um, but I think it's more likely that LeBron James doesn't need to pay J.R. Smith to screw things up. Like, J.R. just does that on his own. I don't think he needs, like, financial incentives to ruin everything. I think that it's fair to point fingers at LeBron James for being the worst general manager in the NBA, though. Yeah, I, if LeBron winds up going to Philadelphia, do they just name him general manager and player? Yeah, well, it depends how many burner accounts he's got. I think KD is definitely much more suited for the for the 76ers GM position, given his his past, uh, than LeBron is. But yeah, I think you know you give LeBron what you want. You you know what he should do? He should he's got that male pattern baldness thing going. Just do the uh, the shape of the Liberty Bell, just bald in the center of his head. I think that'd be nice. Last couple of things here for PFT commenter Barstool on the part of my Take podcast. Uh, we are trying to learn about the teams and the countries in the upcoming World Cup because there's no America, there's no Ireland, there's no Italy, so it doesn't affect me at all. I want to adopt a team. So we're learning about these teams and these countries as we go along. Would you like to learn about Russia with us, my friend? Would I like to do what? Learn about Russia with us. Yeah, yeah, let's learn about Russia. Let's learn about Russia. Okay, here we go. Russia is the home of the world's largest railway, for whatever that's worth. Okay, yeah, the, uh, that's the Trans-Siberian one. I saw that movie, and I've listened to their orchestra. It's a great place. It is the world's largest McDonald's. Okay, all right, well, 
two nations with McDonald's have never fought a war against each other, so that means that Russia should be our best friend. There are 10 million more women than men in Russia. That's pretty good. How do you get that ratio? That seems to me like there's some fuzzy math going on with that. Either that or they're putting that stuff in the water that turns the frogs gay. And it's the second largest producer of oil in the world. That's not that surprising. Not that surprising at all. And it, it, I think you have to give a lot of credit to Putin on that because they were probably number three or four, and then they just invaded Ukraine. So hats off to him. Hey, good luck to you tonight. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the show, and maybe we'll get a chance to do it when the pens are relevant again. There you go. It, it might be a while for you guys because I know it's bad luck to touch the Stanley Cup, and uh, Sidney Crosby has been he's touched it a lot for the past couple of years, so you guys have a lot of bad luck to work off. Thanks again, man. All right, see you. That's PFT Comet. He joined the show. Tom was nervous that he would not. Are you okay in there? That was awesome. He's yeah. very good. Yeah, he was great. He's very Couldn't, good. Couldn't have gone better. And you know what, Adam? You were just as good as he was. I wish. Uh, I wish I wasn't choking on my water. I wish I was funnier, man. That guy's so funny. Oh, you're funny. Uh, not that funny though. Not that funny, but no. you're funny. Yeah, I know. I wish I was as funny as Big Cat too. I thought he brought up a great point with golf and their referees that the game is not the same since they don't let. Dads at home call in and make their own rule changes. He agreed with me and you on the on the on the seven game series thing. He's that good. He agreed with both of us. I didn't even realize that, but you're right. That he happened. Totally did he slipped that right by us? He did. He credited Putin just like his hockey captain. That's one thing that's not going over well with some Russian people. Did you know that? Hey, they do not like Ovechkin because he's basically tried to help get Putin reelected and reelected and reelected. Same thing with Evgeny Malkin. Why do we keep talking about Russia? Because we're learning about them for the World Cup, Adam. We have to pick a team for the Crowley Show to root for because America isn't good enough to apparently play in the World Cup themselves. So far, who do you like between Uruguay and Russia? Not in terms of soccer, but in terms of country. How could it be in a question? It's Uruguay. I don't know if it's Uruguay, though. They both, I mean, there's 10 million more women than men in Russia. I don't know how that happens either, but there is. But there's. How does that happen? But there's three times as many cows in Uruguay as there are people. So, I mean, you weigh the good with the bad there. Would you rather spend time with a cow or a woman? What about a woman cow? A cow. Isn't a male cow a bull? I'll, I'll check on that. But. You know what? I don't want to learn about livestock. I just want to learn about countries. I, we make, we mucked it all up here, man. We screwed it all up. No one's going to root for Russia anyway. It doesn't matter. That's it, true. And in fact, I think they're getting 4% of the vote. And the only reason why they're not in last place is because they're paired with Saudi Arabia. World's largest railway. It's 2018. Why is that? That's like, that's like me saying, oh, I'm tremendous at... Word 2002 on my resume now. I, yeah, who needs a rail system in 2008 to get on a plane? World's largest McDonald's? Why do I want to be at a big McDonald's? I ain't a wait in line. It's supposed to be fast food. You're right. I am funny. Coming up next, it's the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined and you can learn about Egypt. It's a Crowley show. See Harper Auto Group is giving away a car. That's right. One look.
Kentucky Sea Harper customer will take home a new car on July 10th. Test drive at any Sea Harper showroom in May or June to receive an invite. Or just stop by Sea Harper Kia July 10th from 5 to 7 p.m. for your chance to win a car. To celebrate, Cash is Cash is back with a chance to win cash and prizes in the Cash is Cash prize booth throughout May and June. Oh my word. Are you okay? <laughs> Spit it out. I just had somebody text me who said about PFT commenter, what the bleep, what a douche. He can't pass Gretzky. I don't know. He made a lot of good points that Ovechkin's going to pass Gretzky tonight. It's bad luck when you touch the cup. We told you about the country, now about the team. We are trusting CBSSports.com with all of our insight on the 2018 World Cup. Because I know nothing about it. Because Merck is not involved. Russia, ranked 12th out of 32 on CBSSports.com. Best case scenario, semifinal. Why am I spending any more time on them, though? They're not going to advance in our Twitter poll. We need you to tell us who to root for in the 2018 World Cup. And we'll be posting polls every day just prior to the show. We'll be educating you and ourselves every day about these countries on the show. And we're going to get to Egypt coming up here at the end of the segment. But first, it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by... To Be Determined. Rappaport's up to his old tricks again. He tweeted, sources, the Browns are signing free agent linebacker Michael Kendricks to a one-year deal, bolstering their linebacking group late in the offseason. Along with Jamie Collins and Christian Kursky, it could be one of the most talented in football. I feel like the music's a little loud right now. I feel like Tom's a little jammed up because of PFT commenter being on the show. Uh, the the board was broken, but I fixed it. So was that was it actually loud or is that my headphones? No, it was actually loud. that was real loud. You were just I'm in there jamming away. I'm still away. a segment behind in my, my mind. God, honestly, you're getting you're all hype in there, man. Stay woke. I gotta right? calm down. I gotta calm down. Stay woke. I don't mean to throw you under the bus. I just didn't know what else to say to get the music to go down. It's blowing out my eardrum here. Yeah, Ian Rappaport reported that the Browns are signing free agent linebacker Michael Kendricks. And Michael Kendricks replied back, No, it's not accurate. I don't know who the bleep said that. That bleep is bleep. Whoever said that bleep is bleep. That's all I have to say, man. I'm not really talking to anybody else about it. It's bleep. I don't like people like that. I don't respect people like that. And that's all I have to say, end quote. But that wasn't all he had to say. He tweeted to Ian Rappaport saying, quote, You will never have my respect, end quote. Bam, Rappaport! So you're telling me there's a chance the Pittsburgh Steelers could wind up with Michael Kendricks here. That's all I needed to hear. I didn't need all the extra pooing on the Cleveland Browns, but I'll take it. Anytime anybody can make a fool out of Ian Rappaport, I laugh. Anytime that anybody can clown the Browns, I laugh. 
And any time the Steelers have a good chance of getting a good player, I smile from ear to ear. In fact, Tom, let's take a look. Ear to ear. Yeah! The Steelers have an opportunity now to get this guy. And I certainly hope it doesn't slip through their fingers. They've got Vince Williams. And they've got John Bostick. And they've got Tyler Matikavich. A great linebacking core this is not. Now, all of them can stop the run. It's an area the Steelers struggled with last year, to say the least. They were very bad, certainly after Ryan Shazier got hurt. Now, in the defense of the team, they didn't have Bostic. They didn't have Tyler Matikiewicz. They were both not there. One was hurt for the Colts, and one was hurt for the Steelers. Now, if they're healthy, you'd like to like their chances a little bit more. That being said, we saw how easily depth can be... If Vince Williams goes down, then you're looking at Tyler Matikiewicz and John Bostic. If two go down, then you're really screwed. That's why I would like to see Michael Kendricks. They've got money. They've got the ability. There's no such thing as a bad one-year deal. Go out and get him. One more time, for effect's sake. No, it's not accurate. I don't know who the bleep said that. That bleep is bleep. Whoever said that bleep is bleep. That's all I have to say. Man, I'm not really talking to anybody else about it. It's bleep. I don't like people like that. I don't respect people like that. And that's all I have to say. In fact, let's play this game. I'm going to run through the bleeps, and Tom, you tell me what word they said. Now, don't say the word. I got you. You know how to play radio. Nope, it's not accurate. I don't know who the bleep said that. That's the F word. That would be the F word? Here's where it gets hard. That bleep is bleep. That S is F. Oh, you're creative with your swear words. Whoever said that bleep is bleep. That might be the same word. Whoever said that S is S. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Man, I'm not really talking to anybody else about it. It's bleep. I think that's another S. You think that's another S? So we've got... No, it's not accurate. I don't know who the F said that. That... What'd you say? S of F. That S is F. Yes. Whoever said that S is S. It's S. Okay, very good. I'm happy we figured that out, and we can have him on the show now. You'll be the translator. You'll know exactly what he means. Every time he says something bad, you'll know. You'll be good. Tim Benz wrote an interesting piece for Breakfast with Benz, talking about replacing Le'Veon Bell by committee is easier said than done. This is something that I've been saying for a little while now, as has Tim Benz. I wanted the Steelers to sign Le'Veon long-term. I've since waned on that a little bit, as I think his production went down last year. It was far better two years ago but people just say oh you can plug this guy in that guy in this guy in that guy in, and you'll be fine a lot of teams in this league do it by committee the eagles did it by committee they jhi they had Legarrette blunt they got a lot of great players on that football team the saints did it by committee the vikings did it by committee there are a lot of football teams that do it by committee and yes fine that's true but here's the sure thing Le'Veon bell I feel like I know what you're going to get with Le'Veon Bell. Last year being maybe the guaranteed floor, I think, for him. And if that's the guaranteed floor, you can have a lot of success. If that's the guaranteed floor, you can win 13 football games. I don't know what's going to be the case if you play a bunch of the backups. You play the kid from NC State. 
you play James Conner. I wasn't enamored with what I saw from him last year, and he can't stay healthy. Is it Fitz Toussaint? If the Steelers are going running back by committee, they're going to have to blow the entire thing up once Le'Veon Bell leaves. And I'm just going to tell you, be careful what you ask for. I'm not saying it's not what they're going to have to do, but be careful what you ask for because you don't know that it would work the way that you think it's going to work. Antonio Brown's been tweeting some things, some odd things. This weekend, he wanted us to tell him how good he is. Oh, am I the best wide receiver in this generation? Tell me where you think that I rank. Now he tweets out, quote, pee on me. Tell me it's raining. I just locked eyes with KDO for some reason. Antonio had asked this weekend, am I the best wide receiver in the generation? If I stop today, where would you rank me? Hashtag fan talk. Hashtag let's be honest. I understand trying to get conversation going. Believe me, I do. That's my job. That's a little self-serving there, is it not? Let's get, I want to get some conversation going in my mentions. How good am I? Out of those two tweets, I think I'd go with pee on me, tell me it's raining. I feel like his entire Twitter account right now is DMs that he's not DMing. He's just sending them out. Like this one. Can I be real? Can I vent? That's not the one I went, went to read. So hard, I keep pushing. I mean... What do you think that means? So hard I keep pushing. I'll tell you what. That's the first step before pee on me telling me it's raining. That's about it, actually. The rest of them are fine. Feeling like LeBron game one. That mean he's on an island? That mean his teammates are stupid? Is there something there? Is there controversy? Probably not. That was the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. Should we educate the fine people of the United States of America on Egypt, Tom? Yeah, let's get Egypt started. This is not the national anthem of Egypt. What? It's not. This is what came up when I Googled it. I don't think they think that this is funny. I had to be offended by this. You don't think the Egyptians will like, the Egyptians will like this? No, I don't think the Egyptians the will Egypt's like it. Like this no, one. the Egyptians will not. You get the real one? Uh, you look that up for a second here. Ooh. Ooh. Very trumpety. Very Indiana Jones if Indiana Jones was a pharaoh. I've got some Egypt knowledge to drop on y'all heads. Pharaoh Pep II had the longest reign in history, 94 years. He became Egypt's king when he was only six years old. Unfortunately, things didn't age well. The literacy rate for Egyptian men is 83% and 59% for women. In developing countries, it's around 99%. For ancient Egyptians, bread was the most important food and beer was their favorite drink. Models of brewers were even left in tombs to ensure that the deceased had plenty of beer in the next world. Is everything I have on Egypt old? I don't think I've got anything after BC. Hi! The most recent thing I remember about Egypt was back in 1999 when Brendan Fraser sent that bastard Emotep back to the underworld. I don't know about you, Adam. But any country that boasts a guy like Brendan Fraser, who can send the undead back to the dead, that's a country I gotta pull for ten times out of ten. I don't think that happened. 
I don't think that was a true story. It was in this movie I saw. The life expectancy of Egyptians is approximately 72.66 years, which ranks 124th in the world. The life expectancy of males is approximately 70.07 years and 7538 for females. For reference, Monaco has the world's highest life expectancy is 89, although why would you want to live there? And the United States is 50th with a life expectancy of 78.37. I don't know why I just took Monaco out there. That wasn't very nice of me. Uh, it wasn't something I should have done. Where do you think Egypt ranks among the countries that we've discussed so far? Ahead, um, ahead of Russia, behind Uruguay? I think it's neck and neck with Uruguay. Oh, you and think I, it's neck and I neck? I think they're gaining ground on them. Huh. Apparently that Pep kid, Pharaoh Pep II, who had the longest reign in history, he used to rub his slaves with honey so that the bees would attack him would attack them instead of him. That's how you live for a hundred years. Good for Pep. And he got he was always with a brewer. And bees. He was buzzed. I'm so sorry. Coming up next, Pittsburgh is a great hockey market, but it's a friggin' weird one. And we'll teach you about Saudi Arabia. It's a Crowley show.